Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Swirl Speed, everybody. This week, our special guest is Kojo Adivore. He is an Italian wine ambassador in Africa. He tells us about his journey from finance to wine and what he's doing with all of his knowledge now. His story is absolutely amazing and he's a brilliant guy. We hope you enjoy the show. Cheers. Welcome to the Swell Suite, everybody. Happy Wine Wednesday. Hey, ladies. Hello. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, everyone. How y'all doing? Doing fine, doing fine. (laughs) Praying for our folk in Texas, though. I'm telling you. It's one thing to have ice and snow, but didn't have ro- uh, rolling um, brownout and you get no blackout brownout, whatever they call it, and you don't have any heat to go with it. It's a, another whole dynamic. So hopefully they got some red wine and a good fireplace. I'm telling you, my family in Ohio, they got 12 inches. Wow. That's crazy. We're supposed to get something like that come Thursday. Have you ever been watching the news? Yeah. 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 But is it really supposed to be that much? I just thought it was more of the usual ice and snow. It hmm. depends. There it keeps it keeps fluctuating when you look at the model. One model said 12, then as it goes up in the jersey it said 20. I was like, wait, that's wow. Not- oh my goodness. Oh, so I, I must go to the grocery store tomorrow just in case. Just yes. in case. Just a little yeah. something. Yeah. Okay, so Sarita, when you say that. I am really surprised you have not embraced Instacart. I don't want to pay for that. Like I'm, I'm able, I'm willing and able to go to the store. It's fine. I go early in the morning. I'm usually at Wegmans between six and six 30. Wow. I'm that person. So it's not okay. like there's a whole lot of people around. I can't justify to myself why we use Instacart quite yet. So. Oh, I am a disciple. <clears throat> I used, it, I used it at the beginning of the COVID. Yeah. yeah. Or like March, April. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First got on lockdown. Then I was like, then when I wanted to order something heavy, I was like, hold up. No. Uh, smart. <laughs> Very smart. Like, no, I'm basking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I do I have an account. I do have an account for my grandmother in case we can't like get yeah. to the store and get her what mm-hmm. she needs. Mm-hmm. She, I, I have an account for her. I started it because of COVID Mm -hmm. and then you know they have like a membership where you pay I think a hundred dollars or what have you and so then your Instacart fee is significantly reduced Mm -hmm. every time you do it right yeah and so they have not made any money on me let me just say that (laughs) that sounds like it has it paid for itself okay and then I just look at it like I didn't have to drive there. I didn't have to wait online. Yeah. The time that I just saved by just sitting at my computer and clicking it is to me is worth the saving Got you. Beca- because of the time factor. Yeah. And, and and I admit, you know, it's not 100% perfect. They, you know, make substitutions and what have you. Mm-hmm. But when I look at, you know, driving from where I am to the next nearest grocery yeah. store, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And, and they also, they haven't... Um, they don't have a partnership with Trader Joe's. No, and that's no, they don't. That's the problem now. Trader Joe's, we might have had some, a little bit more of a better relationship. Yeah, they did have a partner partnership, but I, you know, well, you we ain't gonna go into my little idiosyncrasies when it comes to food. 
So I think only ordering, if I order from Instacart, it's, it's definitely like packaged products. Packaged. I, need to, I need to see my fruit. I need to see my meat. I, mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I can't, I can't do it. That's fair. I, I totally get that. I, you know, yeah, totally get that. Hands on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we have a special guest today and he is, wow. <laughs> when y'all hear all the things that he's done and all the things that mm -hmm. he is doing, you're going to be so impressed. Kojo, welcome to the Swell Suite. Welcome, welcome. Come back. <laughs> Oh, come out wherever you are. Uh oh. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, you got a nice background and everything now. Oh, very nice. I do, I do, I do. <laughs> Great. Well, well, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me here. Um, uh, greeting, greetings from Accra, Ghana. I want to go. Um, yes. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, um, uh, it's great to, to, to speak with you guys. Uh, I'm happy to, 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 to know that you exist in the wine space and um, take, your, take your place because there's a place for you, uh, no matter what anybody says. So uh, I'm happy to, to, to join you guys to, to have a conversation. Yeah. I have go. to ask, what is the weather like there? It's, 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 uh, the highs are like 91, 92. <gasps> Wow. And the lows are the lows are like 80, 80. Yeah. Oh, the lows are oh, like 80, 82. <laughs> wow. So what time is there now, actually? It's uh we're GMT right now, so it's 10 or 8 p.m. Oh wow. So, okay. That's not bad. That's not too yeah. bad. No, the time oh. difference, that's not that's not bad yeah. at all. Yeah. Huh. It's and this is the longest it usually uh, so you know we um, did we we uh, we fell back right. Um, mm -hmm. So when you fall back in the U.S., mm -hmm. East Coast is five hours difference, and when you spring forward, it's four hours. Four oh hours. wow! Yeah, that's huh. so yeah, that's not bad. bad at all. It's like going to the West Coast, but with yeah. one hour, right. an additional that's hour. Right. So yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Huh. How about that? So Kojo, please introduce yourself to everybody. Okay. So uh, my name is Kojo. I go by Wine Kojo um, in the wine world. Um, originally from Ghana, um, I left here after high school and then came to the U.S. Okay. Uh, specifically Hampton, um, Virginia. Did you uh, go to? So I did, really? I did. I did. I did. I did. You I went to the other HU. Okay. I went to the real HU. <laughs> <laughs> No, once like, you guys, once you guys know how to play some football, then we can go. Hiu always remember that. You are the sister of. It's always eighteen sixty-seven. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, but yeah, I went to, I went to, I went to Hampton, uh, my home by the sea. I loved, loved Hampton. Uh, I'm, I'm grateful for, for the experience at Hampton. It was. Um, Excellent. For me, it was a welcoming place, okay. and it served me well in my in my many years in the U.S. So, twenty five years in the U.S. worked in the financial sector on Wall Street. Um, so, Hampton University of Chicago worked in finance for many many years. Went back to school. Uh, I, you know, uh, got an MBA from Yale and decided to come home. Set up. Uh, um, 
a private equity fund. Oh, so nice. That's, that's Hire? what I do now. <laughs> we can answer phones. We can answer phones. Answer phones, carry bags. I'll be a girl Friday. I might let you have a little bit of that real HU, but we know original. Yeah. Well, I mean, we tried. I mean, uh, you have one on us because you have the you have the first the 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 first vice president, all that good stuff. So we're all family now. There's no competition. HBCU, HBCU, okay. football game. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So um, that that's sort of my experience when I was uh, when I was uh, in banking, specifically on the trading floor of a major bank in the U.S. You know, I felt like I was good enough to uh, really be a managing director and be up there with people who were literally my age, but I was reporting to them. Mm. Um, I was doing well. I made a lot of money, but. Uh, I just, you know, some of them would tell you, look, you're smarter than me, you know, you're very good. But of course, the only reason I couldn't get in there because I wasn't welcome in there. It's not, it's not our space, right? So um, it kind of bothered me after a while, you start believing maybe I'm not good enough. So uh, that's how I took to wine, you know, um, because I wanted to prove to myself that I was good at something that I could really get to the top. Uh, I'd, I'd done that a couple of years earlier when I started biking and I would bike, I would do, you know, century events around the U.S., Lake Tahoe, uh, uh, Houston or Austin a, a, lot, a lot of times. Uh, but then that movie Psalm came out mm-hmm. and, um, you know, Wall Street, you know, there was an article in the New York Times or Wall Street Journal that talked about how it became a thing on trade floors in banking in, in Wall Street where they were like, come on, this can't be harder than what we do every day. Uh, that was me. That was one of, you know, people like me were like, okay, this can't be that hard uh, because what I do every day is super complicated. Um, so yeah, you know, uh, I had been just, a um, you know, nominal drink, drinker of wine. I, I got to the point where I could tell the difference in a glass between Merlot and Cabernet mm-hmm. um, and obviously Pinot Noir. But uh, once, once, I, once I decided to go into that, um, it became an obsession. It became a thing. I wanted to prove so many things uh, to myself first and to other people. And that, that, um, that started me off in the wine world. Wow. That, 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 that's phenomenal. <laughs> that is that, that, wow. an incredible story. That is it's, just, you know. <laughs> I mean, man. <laughs> It's always interesting to um, hear how people got started in the wine world. And one thing that I noticed is a common thread is their current professional career wasn't fulfilling. Mm. And um, and the not just the wine to go to, because I don't want to think that you know we all have an <laughs> issue, but just the the the, the community. And the history and the story behind wine draws you in. And um, I think that's what keeps a lot of people, keeps people there in developing a, a career in wine. And that was, that was the case for me as well. You touched on a very, so when I went into to wine, I had a clear choice. I wanted to focus because I wanted to be good. I wanted to prove something, right? I wanted to show that I was so good. So I had to choose an area. I had to choose a country of focus. Obviously, uh, Italy and France being the dominant 
mm -hmm. old world markets, still the dominant by market, by volume and also by, um, by value, right? So um, the two, the, those two, I wanted to choose one of them and I settled on Italy uh, because it was, it was more approachable. Uh, I felt more comfortable. I'd been in Italy several times. I had some family who lived there and, it, it, you know, I felt Italians, uh, particularly more African, yep. uh, in their approach to things. Um, you speak very, Italian? No, not really. I'm very fluent in the wine, but not the language. Uh, that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> so, and so I studied, um, I, I went to Texas wine school. I, I was living in Houston, uh, went to Texas wine school, um, and did the specialization in Italian wine, Italian wine specialist certification. Um, it was really good experience, make good friends. Um, and um, then I, I was looking for more. It's always this thing. Uh, so I applied to the school in Italy. Uh, I hadn't told my, um, my teacher. I'd actually applied before I told him. He's like, listen, if you don't get in, don't be disappointed because the person who wrote the book for the class you're in right now went to that school last year. So it's okay if you don't get in because this is, you're still very new to this uh, wine thing and it's not your career. Um, hmm. Long story short, the manager or the, the, the head of the education for that school in Vinitaly Academy, uh, was also a physician in his previous life, left uh, in the medical practice to do wine. So he understood where I was coming from. He, you know, he told me a lot later um, that, yeah, they came to me and they said, should we let this guy in? And, 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 <laughs> and he said, hey, why not? Like, what the hell? Let's let, let him in. And, and that was it. I was the only one not working in wine. And I was obviously the only black person, still the only black person, but um, who's certified. Uh, but they fly you to Verona. Uh, you spend about three weeks studying and tasting wines, and then the exam comes in. Very tough exam. Uh, only 46% uh, of the class passed, 50 people from around the world. Wow. Uh, long story short, uh, you know, my last name starts with an A. So when they mentioned the names of the people who passed, I mean, I was screaming and jump, jumping up and down <laughs> because it was tough, you know, um, but, uh, you left that exam not knowing whether you passed or not, for sure. And, and the, the, the guy who wrote the exam took pride in knowing that you left not knowing if you, if you passed or not. Oh, wow. Uh, but I was happy to be one of 22 of the 50 who passed. Mm. And, um, and it just sort of kicked up my journey uh, into the wine world a little more seriously. And uh, 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 yeah, that's, that's my story. Um, Interesting. Can that, I ask yeah. a question about the exam? Now, was the exam theory, multiple choice, and tasting, or how did they um, how did they test? So the interesting thing about Italian wine uh, that most you know maybe most people don't know, a lot of people don't know. So Italian uh, wines are produced from four hundred thirty-five grapes, right? Mm -hmm. Compared to French wines produced from about fifteen grapes. Mm -hmm. Um, so for so long, the wine world has been defined by what is French, right? Mm. If you could taste the difference between Petrus 
and um and all the and all the you know the grand crew and the premier crew if you taste Petrus or you could taste um Margot or you could taste Lafitte and Latour and know they're different because after a while you get used to the winemakers and the, you know all the, the the finer points of these houses mm-hmm. right you, you become an expert in a very confined space in Italian wine you're dealing with every region is almost a, a whole country on its own and the truth is Italy was never a country until the 1860s um, when they pieced it together and it's still not there's one big, uh, you know, it's a country on the map and all, but it's a lot of regions mm-hmm. and they, they're tied to their foods and they only drink wines that are very specific to the foods they're eating there. And so the wine is not a bougie thing. It's, this is our meal. This is, this is part of our food. Um, and the French took it to another level. The long and short of it is that as a result, testing in Italy is much different from Tested in France. You're looking to see if you can tell what's in the glass. In Italy, you're looking to see um, whether you know the, the finer point of the native grapes. Mm. There's actually over 2,000 of them, and they make wines from 435 of them. So you're looking at uh, our test had things like I'm sitting on by the ocean and I'm eating this food and I'm drinking a white wine. Um, by the town that is mentioned, you're supposed to be able to tell what wine the guy is drinking with this food. Get it. Yes. Wow. Wow. That's a, that's a class in itself. You just. Yeah. yeah. Right. It really is. That's a whole <laughs> different set of skills that I, I personally don't have. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah. That, when I meet Italians, when they tell me where they're from, the one thing I tell them, especially they're old enough to actually get to that point where you really want to enjoy wine every lunch or dinner, um, they're always, oh, you know about these wines. I'm like, yeah, I can, I can almost tell you what you, you had for lunch or, you know, <laughs> dinner or, or you know, with, with, the, with the wine you have with your food. So You better watch out. They're going to think you're a sorcerer. <laughs> some of them do some of them do because it's so re- you can imagine your little corner of maybe your family right your little corner of your town right you have a thing you do that you don't think anybody knows mm-hmm. you can imagine when you go to other regions they don't know anything about what they do so for some foreign guy and a black guy at that to actually know <laughs> what we do and what we drink like what are you talking about <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's really the experience. That, wow. It must be easy. Not like that part isn't easy, but you know how people always ask you, well, what, what food do I have with this particular wine? Because wine is so local. Yes. And it's easy to say, oh yes, this is, this is a great food pairing, which, you know, sometimes we struggle in other exactly. regions, yeah, exactly. You're, you're, you're right. You're, you're, you know. I think that the study in Italy, you know, of course, I know other regions, but studying Italy particularly gives you the moment somebody says, "I'm having some seafood," I'm thinking all the cups and mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. they're drinking, whether it uh, is the Positano and this coast, um, the West Coast, or it's the East Coast, uh, where you're probably drinking uh, Trebbiano or you know, one of these uh, 
white wines they have. You're drinking uh, pecorino, um, so you could go on and on. But yeah, it it it, it lends to an easy pairing because uh, over there they didn't try. It just matched with their food, and they're like, "This is what we're gonna do." You can keep the other grapes, right? Mm -hmm. This is what we're gonna do, and that's what stuck. And you know, um, Ian Diagata, who's a teacher, would tell you all these stories of. Um, some guy growing wine, they grow all these grapes and they don't even know what the grape they're growing, mm. right? And then mm -hmm. at some point, somebody tells them, oh, the name of it is this. And then they keep going with that name and it turns out when you do the test, Don't it's actually not that great. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is Italy, you know? Italy is, okay, it fits our food. It's part of our food. Do we really need to know the name? Do we need to know the science behind it? We know every year the grape the grape grows. We 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 make wine from it, and you know we enjoy our food. Uh -huh. Yeah. So what happened after you took the exam? You you came back home and you did what next? Well, I came back home and I you know still we continued on banking, um, but then I knew I needed to leave. Uh, eventually, went back to school with the hope of coming to Ghana. So. I was based in Houston, so I would participate. They would call me in when the Italian chamber came to Houston. Uh, I would do a lot of tasting, but it was hard to find a role that fit, right? Because the, the job of being on the trade floor and being the global head of uh, a unit, it was very demanding. I would go to New York, I would go to London. My boss was out of London office. So you go, you do these 8 to 8 PMs, right? So. Mm -hmm you can barely do anything else. Um, I would actually go to the Whole Foods guy uh, to learn what he's tasting because the Whole Foods guy was tasting more than I was mm -hmm. because a buyer for Whole Foods would taste several wines a day. So in a week, he would taste at least uh, 50 to 100. So I would go to him and start picking off his mind on what, you know, what he was drinking because I didn't have the opportunity to be drinking that many things because the, the demands of my work. Uh, but I knew that would change uh, once I came back to the continent where uh, there's not so much of a, a knowledge base uh, because the truth is wine only grows from latitude 30 to, to 50. And, um, and most of the continent, the vibrant part mm -hmm. is, is, um, is, 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 is outside of that range. Um, hmm. So yeah, uh, I had to wait till I came back to, to really get into wine. That's when the, but you know, not to be confused in the, in the US, I was partnering with uh, Up in the Air. You've probably seen them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Claire, Claire, Claire's a good friend yeah, of mine. Yeah, sure. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, the Black Julia. Professionals in Wine. Julia, Julia was the oh, one who yeah. actually introduced me to Claire. Julia's- oh, uh, How Julia, about that? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Julia, Julia's, you know, I mean, that's, the, you know, that's my girl, very connected, very nice, a warm person. Um, she, she hooked me up with so many people in the wine space. Um, but when she met me, she was like, oh, uh, I need to introduce you to Claire. You need to come on our trips to Italy. So when Up in the Air did a trip to Italy for two years or three years, I was the wine specialist. I would okay. do the welcome dinner. Uh, we would go to Bologna. Um, so then I used my connections in Italy to get us into certain vineyards. Um, we went to Allegrini. 
um, the Vapulichala, so you're dealing with a lot of um, Amarone and all of that. But it was my goal to give them a very uh, good introduction to wine and food pairings and what have you. And it was it was fun, but uh, that has uh, so in the meantime in the U.S. That's what I was doing. Mm. Yeah, I already spent a lot of time in Italy, so it was natural, easy to to fit that role. Mm. Wow. It's a small world. Very, very. Mm-hmm. So you became the first person of African descent to qualify as an Italian wine ambassador. How did that happen? Yeah, this was the, the story about going there and taking the exam. Oh, so that was um, your title after you took the my, test. Yes, I became Got officially. Um, and I'm still within that group. There's still a, it's about 100, maybe 20 of us now um, who intimately no Italian wine and uh, hmm. we get called back every year. I had a presentation this year to the group about African Italian wines in Africa, hmm. um, how they could fit, you know, how I, I feel like their natural synergies, um, all that stuff. Interesting. Can you talk about that? Can you talk about the, the natural synergy? Um, I could, I could, um, I could, you know, I'll probably send you guys a presentation later. <laughs> oh, um, that'd be great. <laughs> it's a whole presentation. But gotcha. um, uh, the, the, the parallels that I draw are um, with, um, with, with the culture, the togetherness, you know. Um, you know, if, if we say African-Americans are, you know, direct descendants of mostly West Africans, mm-hmm. then you can see where a lot of the culture comes from. Right. We're a fun-loving people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always, there's always a reason to celebrate. Um, mm-hmm. So wine fits as more than, more than even European cultures where it's all, you know, mostly um, um, they like to, you know, it's most of the family is defined by uh, in Europe by um, by more of a unit. You know, my my wife and kids, but you know, in it, you know, in, in Africa, West Africa, it's a big thing. You do a party, there's only fifty people. There's something wrong with your party. Um, so, <laughs> so, so as a result, um, but um, so I, you know, I talk about. Um, I have the whole presentation. I talked about the, the fact that if you were here in Africa, even if you didn't have money to buy wine, you would drink wine because your rich uncle would have a party mm. and for which you are welcome to go. And it would be the, your connection to wine. Right. Uh, we can't have the, you don't have those parallels in the Western culture because the, the, the party is going to cut off at 20 people. Over here, legitimately, Nigerians, Ghanaians, West Africa, I call it the jollof rice belt. You could have a party. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you could have a party of hundreds of people, 200, 300, 400 people, and that's just a 40th birthday or a 50th birthday, um, where if you never had money to buy a bottle of wine, you could, you could, um, you could do that. I also talk about the diversity of, of um, Italian wines and the fact that it fits neatly with uh, as much as jollof rice is common uh, for, for a lot of the culture, uh, there's other things and 
even a particular meal. I use the example of gumbo um, and etouffee and the fact that in each of these, you have so much going on. It's not an accident. This is the West African. Yeah, I mean, they put butter in it and then they said it was French, right? But, <laughs> <laughs> but the truth is that when my grandma or my mom makes the equivalent of the original version of that, there's the seafood going on, there's, there's, there's fish going on, there's meat going on. How do you then begin to, it's not, it's not a meat and potatoes thing right? Where you say the meat pairs with this and the, no, it's mm-hmm. not. It's a whole lot going on. And then depending on how mom or grandma is feeling when she cooks that meal, one of these ingredients is stronger than the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it never tastes the same, the same time. I mean, if you want, if you like medium rare steak, most of the time your steak is going to be the same, right? And your fries is always fries, right? So if that's your meal in the West, in Africa, there's a whole lot of things going on. Depends on what is in season, what time of month. It is. Say, don't leave out the spices. Oh yeah, then the spices, then the spices. <laughs> so again, depending on how mom is feeling that day, uh, the strength of the spices, the the, the 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 dimension of it, depending on what is what is in in season, we could go on and on and on. So it makes for interesting uh, process of pairing. You know, it's not mm. simple anymore. You can't just say, hey, I think this will pair with this very well. No, it's not, it's not that simple anymore. But it's, it's fun for somebody like me. It's fun for Italian wine. Uh, uh, if you have range, it's, it's great. Mm. Uh, among other things, um, Italians, for some reason, have a, you know, they don't want to admit it. Talk about um, Alexandro di Medici. They have a black history that they never admit. But the beauty of it is that in the Renaissance, they drew pictures of everybody. Exactly. So that's how, <laughs> that's how we see and we know, okay, he was the Duke of Florence, right? You have the pictures, you have a ton of it. Um, and that, that piece is, from a historic standpoint, so pivotal because I don't think a lot of people understand. Yeah, you kind of touched on it earlier when you talked about Italy being a whole country versus back then, each Florence had a a king or a duke. Um, Naples had a king or a duke. Every different little demographic had their own kingdom, so to speak, and they fought. (laughs) They fought. Florence and Siena fought for many years. They had one war that lasted for... Well over 10 years. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And, and it's only like an hour apart, even less than an right. hour. Yeah. <laughs> and to see it come together, you know, but the Demici the, the Medici's. Yes. That and now that you talk about your banking piece, it's like, oh, this all fits. That's right. <laughs> That's That's right. right. It does, it does. So I see, I see, I see you 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 see that angle. And for me, yeah, it does. It does. It fits very wow. well. Wow! Wow! Huh. <laughs> Michi's was a woo. That whole thing. That's, right. That's right. And but, they, you know, they, they, they still have the money. You know, this is what obviously became the Antinori. So if you've ever drunk an Antinori, mm-hmm. you're talking about the descendants of uh, the Medici's. <laughs> wow! And they just infiltrated all the <laughs> kingdoms outside of Italy. Oh, absolutely. The France, the French. The um, um, the Great Britain, yes, um, royalty, all of those, and it's just unbelievable. Yeah. At some point, uh, was it the uh, the book um, Guns Guns of August? 
mm. the book Guns of August talks about this incestuous relationship. I think somebody died, and all the people who came to the funeral turns out they were so related, and they were all like these princes who were you know related to this you know used to be you know much like you know Africans, uh, the royals. It became a thing. It showed appreciation for the other village to have you marry our royals. And this is what mm -hmm. Europe was for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, they never talk about that, but it's why um, the Windsors are part German, you know, yep. you know, and all of that. And yeah, I keep going and on, but yeah. yeah. That's, interesting. <laughs> that, that, that's one of my, oh wow. Yeah. So <laughs> please tell us about your label. Yes, yes. So, you know, I, you know, since, since I, you know, the, 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 I'm, I'm in a laser story and then I'll talk, talk about the label. So since okay. it all started when it became obvious that eventually I'll, I'll move back home. Um, and then it was coinciding with mom's 70th birthday. Um, so what my brothers and I did when we, we go to Italy about three times every year. No, brothers, how old? Okay, my bad. <laughs> if you go... <laughs> If you go on my Instagram, you see pictures of my brothers. Will um, do. <laughs> but uh, when we uh, we went to Italy, we decided, hey, why not buy about um, two hundred bottles of wine of different kinds for Mom's birthday? It was in October. Mom's birthday was going to be in December, so then we could ship them, and they would be here uh, in time. Um, for, for the birthday, and that's what we did. It was the early beginnings of, for me, testing the market, seeing what people like, uh, mostly aunts and uncles, obviously the, you know, some of the wines my aunts would swear by, they're like, hey, this wine made me sleep so well, you know, da, 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 da. <laughs> you know, all along you're, you're getting feedback on why they like something, you know, all that stuff. So then I carried it over into bringing a, a, a number of, bottles in for sale the next Christmas. Um, and then uh, then I went even deeper. I set up the wine club, Africa Wine Club. And it's very exclusive. Uh, I don't have a shop. I just deliver wine to wine club members. Um, so I've been doing that, but obviously to, to, to control the narrative, to control uh, the story, when I find something that our wine club members like, I don't want to be selling somebody's story. I want to put my own story on it. Excellent. Uh, so I came up with the first bottle, which is a Primitivo, uh, under the brand, under the Tatavi brand. Uh, Tatavi, it's, it sounds Italian, but it's actually what my dad's name was when we were growing up. Um, it's, it's, Tatavi means young father in my language mm. uh, from the Volta region of Ghana. So... Um, so yeah, it, it was a good, I, you know, socialized with my brothers. They were like, yeah, yeah, Tatavi is right. So we went with it. Uh, we have the first 3,000 bottles of a Primitivo here. Uh, and then we doubled down. Um, again, we bring other things in when people like it, then we, we want to own it. We want to own that story. We want to own that narrative. Uh, we want to own a brand. My goal eventually is to, to own a vineyard in Italy. Um, uh, I get offered every time I go, do you want to take over my vineyard? I'm not ready yet. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but soon, soon the goal is to, is to do that. So uh, uh, then I wanted to make it meaningful. So then I bought, uh, I bought art pieces. Um, since I've been back here, one of the things I've gotten into is the art scene. 
and you know all the all the art. Um, so I bought a piece uh, from one of these very popular Ghanaian artists. His work sells in Europe for you know tens and tens and thousands of dollars. Nice. Um, it comes from my close to my where my grandma lives, so I was able to talk talk to him in my my language and got a got a, a village discount. <laughs> <laughs> so so the second label I put. I put, um, so the first label was just bland. I just wanted to get the wine out, but I wanted to make the wine labels meaningful. So then the first one was, I put the, the art on it and the Italians who bottled the wine were like, listen, we've, we've produced so many bottles and so many labels, but this is the prettiest label we've, we've, we've ever made. Um, the art piece itself is, is very colorful, very beautiful. I wanted it to represent, um, the color of, of our, our part of the, of the, of the world. So yeah. And then, then we wanted to do another one. We had brought in a, a, ros a rosé here, a sparkly rosé that was just doing very well over here in this market. Uh, once you, once you go past Moet, most people don't even know. Right. Uh, but Moet is, uh, it's, you know, it shows that you're doing well, you know, da, 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 da. <laughs> so, um, but there's there's nothing beyond that. Uh, you, you want you want something that they can access easily and they can taste a lot of it and train their senses, which is what my my goal is in this market. Is that something that you can you can afford to drink a bottle every day for my wine club members, right? Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you'd be a little obnoxious to be drinking uh, Moet every day, uh, but you can keep the Moet for the birthday party but this is something you can have every day with whatever meal you're having. So opportunity to do the third label. And that's where I decided uh, to bring some of uh, the, the history into it. Um, and I could go on and on, uh, but anybody can Google Alec Alexandro de Medici, the, the first Duke of Florence. They call him Il Moro, the, the, the Moor. And you know, his, and he's going and on. The story itself is very interesting. His father went on to be a pope uh, yeah. in the Catholic Church. Um, like one of the first popes. That's right. <laughs> I'm telling you, I love that old story. They talk, about, they talk about, you know, his mother was a slave. And is there any history of that? You know, they talk about all these. Of course, they don't want to. In the Renaissance era, when they were defining themselves to be, you know, redefining themselves to align with what is European, uh, then they had to, they had to tell a story, right? Instead, mm -hmm. said his, his mother was, uh, was, was, was a slave. Um, I don't believe that all the black people in Europe at the time were, were in any kind of slavery, but mm -hmm. it, it just, you know, as the time goes on, you don't want to admit that you love the black woman, right? right. So it, it's still a thing in, in Italian culture where, Yep. It's, it's, it's a delicacy, but you don't want to admit that you're, this is what, where, where you are. Um, exactly. But yeah, so I wanted to remind them. I want them to Google it. I want them to put, put it on the bottle. Love it. Oh my God. But you know, that's what I did. If, if Europeans could erase the whole existence of the more occupation, they would. Because yes, they, they, the Spaniards for sure too. So of course. And this is the this is the divide. 
you know, again, when they talk about um, the, 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 the more they talk about the South, mm-hmm. but then they don't mention this guy, you know, the, the Medici, who's, who was, whose mother was Black, right? They don't mention that. Uh, they try to hide the pictures. When I studied Renaissance art, his wasn't in it, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, they, they try to say the color is in the South, but then right. you have you have Florence, which is which is very much northern Tuscany, you know. But yeah, wow. we, we will remind them exactly. <laughs> you, Council, that is so fascinating because you know when you okay, first of all, they don't teach this in school, of course, and. No. Two, if some people had their way, you would think that uh, African culture, Black culture only happened on the continent and maybe in the United States. Like, Europe doesn't have, Europe doesn't have any, any impression footprint of Black culture at all. It may be in South America. That's it. Yeah, that, that's what they teach that's you, the and then you you find out a whole lot. I mean, Picasso, Picasso literally just copied a lot of African art and right. presented it. And, you know, he became their hero and, and what have you. So you know, uh, I just I just like the the little ways we can use our little power to incrementally remind them uh, of some of these things, and they can do whatever uh, they want to do with it. But um, yeah. So how do we get this world sweet to Akla? I'm loving everything. This. Oh my god. Okay, I'm sorry, Serena. Go ahead. I know you got you got a program. My bad. I know we need we need an Italy trip. Yes, God. Italy Akla. I gotta get the Akla. Oh, that would be so dope. I gotta get the glory. I gotta get to the. Oh, oh, I gotta do. Oh my God. Drinking your wine. Drink. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Yes. How about I'm I'm ahead of you. How do we get your wine? Like, can can that happen? Do we need to order it? You have a website. How's that work? Oh, can we just join your wine club? Right. Because I'm about to do it right now. Well, so many people from outside Ghana and the continent have been trying to join. I tell them there's no benefit. Um, to what do you mean? Because, no, because what are you, you going to do? If you join the wine club, you just, you're just going to be a member, uh, but you can't attend the, 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 the things that we do oh. that bring, you know, all of that, right? You can't get the wines at a discount and all of the benefits that come with, with, hmm. um, with, with. So I'll just take your money. You know, but then <laughs> <laughs> we need an importer. We need to find an importer. So if you do, then we have to originate them from. So I can I can put a three bottles of it in my suitcase when I'm coming back and, and ship them to you guys individually as a personal thing. But I can't ever ship, not even by DHL, mm. ship Italian wine that comes into Ghana to the U.S. Okay, the U.S. gonna the U.S. gonna be like, well, we, you know, we don't want this over here. Mm-hmm. They yeah. want to get their coins. <laughs> that's yeah. right, we that's just figure right, out how right. they get paid. That's all. Well, exactly. <laughs> oh. I like your insights, by the way, Leslie. You're always, you're always thinking <laughs> <laughs> about the other angles. It, it's always interesting. <laughs> uh huh. So, yeah. 
this has okay. been wonderful. Oh my gosh, this so is yeah. great. It's, it's been yeah. great. It's been, it's been great to talk to you guys. I'm looking yeah. forward to sharing several bottles of wine with you guys soon. Of course. Uh, after all of this, is that whether it's in Accra in DC or wherever. Uh, hopefully we stay in touch and we can we can drink some stuff together. Italy, yes. Oh, Italy, you guys yeah. should come along. Like, I mean, Italy twenty twenty two. I'm telling you, come you. along. You should come. I because now I import so much of their wines. I get offered all these uh, these beautiful estates. They're like, you can come mm. stay however long you want. <laughs> wow. How many people do you have in your wine club so far? So. It's mostly local and I put it on hold because of the COVID because we can't meet. The benefit of it is the connection with other people. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. interaction and the exchanging ideas and experiences. If you can't do that, then they just order and I register them. Um, so I would say I have a little less than a hundred right now. Wow. Yes. Wow. But it could be more, it could be more, it could be more, but we're holding off until everything is back and we can actually get everybody else, um, you know, together. So, yeah, I get that. All right. So this part of our show, it's going to be a little fun. So we'll ask you like five random questions and um, yeah, you just say whatever pops in your head. Sounds good. And Oh, the first question is for everybody. What is your favorite type of pasta? Oh, Yikes! Oh, I'm from New Jersey. God, that's the hardest question. My mine is tagliatelle. Tagliatelle. The pasta mushroom. Yum. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Oh gosh. Uh, I would have to say, for me, if I have to eat it every day, it would be shrimp scampi. Oh. Okay. Hmm. Okay, I'm pasta ignorant. So I I like the pasta. I know this sounds funny. In Thai food, the 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 drunken noodles, the real fat noodles. Oh, you like those? Okay. Yeah, I don't know what they're called. So spaghetti? You like spaghetti? No, it's not spaghetti. (laughs) It's it's not spaghetti. spaghetti. (laughs) I know what spaghetti is. I do know that much. The flat ones, they're like wide and flat. Yeah, they're wide and flat. Yes, yeah. I like those. I know what you're talking about. I forget yeah. the name of that. I don't know fettuccine. Yeah. No, no. no. We uh-uh. shut up to these shows. Yeah. <laughs> they're thick. Yes. They're really yes. thick. Yeah. Papadelli, yes. yes. Papadella, Papadella. Oh, that's a good that's pasta. Oh, yeah. yeah that I is, love that. It's pasta. a bigger, it's like that, like what you're yeah. describing. Mm-hmm. Tanisha, what's yours? Oh, mine is super basic. It's lasagna. Okay. Because you can do so much with it. Red sauce, white cream sauce, vegetarian, a whole bunch of meat, just cheeses. I mean, yeah, the options are kind of... The home of lasagna is uh, Bologna. So when you get out there, yeah, you would have uh, all you can eat. I've not been to Bologna, but it's on the list. Yeah. Very nice. My favorite pasta is orchetta. Mm. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I love that. Um, I, do it's, know that I don't hair. I don't have it very often, but um, yeah, the first time I had it, I was in college and I was at the Olive Garden. I was like, "Wow, this is good." <laughs> I've been stuck ever since. 
But another good one it, for me is tortellini too, because oh I like, yeah, I like the cheese. Yeah, you do a good cheese in a tortellini, and it's yeah, yeah. Um, this next question is also for everybody. If you look at Kojo's Instagram, he is the sharpest, classiest dresser. I mean, hands down. Okay, From the oh, handkerchief to the the blazers. I mean, I have my dig on glasses. Like sharpest Instagram. dresser. Yeah. Um. So my question is, what is your go-to accessory? And Kojo's gonna go first. It has to be the pocket square. I love it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very classic. Yeah. Very classic. Yeah. yeah. Makes it pop. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Kojo, I have a fashion question for you. You are very fashionable. <laughs> Men are starting to wear the lapel pin with the little flower on that. What do you think about that? Um, that's okay. People are making it into like they're supporting different causes and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's okay if, if that's the thing that speaks to, you know, to them. I like I like the the variety that um, the the pocket square brings to 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 to, to my dressing. So um, yeah, no, uh, yeah. Good. I thought you were going to say pocket square or socks. Yeah, I have, my socks game is pretty tight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the pocket square is is very obvious. Right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what about you guys? What's your go-to accessory? Like you need it when you leave the house. Clothes. Oh, I'm sorry. You <laughs> want specific. Okay. okay. Have to wear earrings. Okay. Same. Earrings for me too. Earrings. Yeah. 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 Um, earrings for me. Um, y'all, y'all know I like hoops, but I also cannot leave the house without a bracelet. Me too. Some sort of bracelet, something really? on my wrist. Yeah, bracelet. I agree. Yeah. Bracelet, and I like to stack my bracelets. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I can go without a bracelet, but not without earrings. No, no I get it. Stud, so that don't change. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next question. All right, y'all. If you received six thousand dollars today, what would you do with it? <laughs> I was thinking about it because I knew I knew the money was we were up in the money. Right, holler back when we get to 10. That's what was <laughs> uh, pay off some bills. Stop being so responsible. So responsible. <laughs> Very responsible. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> want to so i might as well take down some of these bills and because uh... they still gonna be there after you do that so like and then you go man i got it and then it went away well that's very responsible All right you're not gonna just a one german bracelet i got enough of those already though. okay what's the new stack one or man's bracelet what are we stacking at? i got those two mm-hmm. mm. well so now I gotta, I gotta get rid of somebody. <laughs> so when Coach come to Accra, I can fly business class at a minimum. <laughs> there you go. So I gotta get some of these bills. I'll be like, here you go. I'm gone. <laughs> 
I like it. Um, I, I'll buy some more wine. Um, okay. I'll buy some wine. So uh, you would you would buy Italian wine? Um, you know, mostly, mostly. Okay. But I, you know, I could I could throw in a thing. I like the process of sharing the discovery of wine with other people. Mm. So whether it's my parents or some of the restaurants I go to, they the owner is gonna just make time just to to, to drink some of this wine with me. It's it's great. That's beautiful. Um, so yeah. What about you, Leslie? I would have the fiftieth birthday party I never had. Oh yeah. yeah. I would set it off with that. <laughs> oh yeah. That movie. And would you have your um your go go band at the almost at, definitely okay just yeah checking. yes in rotation okay <laughs> in rotation <laughs> yeah I see you Tanisha what about you um I'm gonna buy wine but one like baller wine like a bottle of DRC mm. okay maybe I'll share it with one other person. And then, if there's any, and then if there's any money left over, then I'm going to get Botox. Oh, really? No, oh I just wanted God. to see what y'all would say. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're getting the works done. Oh, my goodness. That would, be a, that would be a down payment. And then not even a down payment after I bought right. a bottle of DRC. Right, exactly. Wow. Um. For me, I think I would finally start a wine library. Yeah, no, I don't collect wine. I buy to drink. I like to drink and I like to share opinions and pair it with things and all of that. But I think I would officially start buying bottles that I can put away and age and create a library. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's what I would do. Excellent. Um, okay, next question. Do you have a celebrity crush? How much time we got on the show? Right, exactly. Do you want our top 10 or how to do Right. <laughs> top five to make the show a little short? So who going first? I will, I will start. Okay. Okay, so this is sad. Uh, I don't know his real name, but he plays Shadow Moon on American Gods. Is my newest celebrity crush. Dear but boy. I don't like the new hair he has going on. But I can his get hair that. is weird. His yeah, hair is weird. I don't like the new hair. But um, yeah, he is my uh, he's my new celebrity crush. Yeah. Ricky Whittle. Ricky Whittle is Ricky Whittle. I don't know. Amazing. I gotta look this up. I don't know who he is either. Um, and he is English. Is he really? Girl. No, so no uh, one's American anymore. Is that what we're is that what we're doing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's even better because then he, you know, he can just talk real fancy to me, and I'll mm. just be like, ha, 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 "Yes." Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tanisha, who is yours? Because I know you have a handful. Oh yeah. Right. So like, I don't even know who to start with. It changes weekly. Just give me one. Um, you know, I love uh, Lorraine Hawkins from Chicago PD. Yeah. He is not a secret. Yeah, but again, and also, no, I'm kidding. No, it's do you have another? Do do you? Does do people um, know who Leroy is? No, 
Not my problem. Like look Stop it. <laughs> look <laughs> um, you know, also like Nicholas Pinnock from um, For Life. I mean, I know him from other things. Oh, okay. Um, him. I'm trying to think of ones that aren't like the common that everybody names. Ones. Well, if they're okay. crushed, they're crushed. Because mine is common as all they come. Well, who is yours? Idris. Denzel is always okay. Yeah. All right. Or she's gonna say somebody we ain't know. Because what was that yeah. question we asked one time and Glenda said somebody we were all like, who? Y'all ain't know who? Because they probably older than y'all. <laughs> um. I mean, I wasn't gonna say that part. I was just saying we did. I got you. I got you. I got you no said that part. right. I'm like, <laughs> you you say it that part. Kajo, yes. do you have a celebrity crush? Oh, I do. For a long time, it was Halle Berry, but uh, I think oh. I have a real chance at Sanali. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. No, she's okay. beautiful. Yeah. Okay. She is. She's yeah. She's gonna yeah. like yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the, we all agree. Like, yeah, she's beautiful. Like he would have cared if we had been like, oh, her. Right. Still gonna be like, I still got her picture up in my room. Like, still, oh, wait and then when she hears this podcast, she's gonna be like, oh, let me look up. Her yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Like, oh my god, with the pocket square. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Um, I need to meet Stan and convince Stan to meet Sanaa. There you go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Mine is actually a girl crush right now. It is Lupita. When she posted that video with the fruit on her head and she was sort of like dancing in a circle, I said, girl, you better work it. So, yeah, Lupita is my girl. She's trouble with her married self. Right, have you listened to this podcast her. before you know i will name a name i'm married i'm not blind don't do that. <laughs> I'm gonna be listening now, so i can't he's actually right here on my left oh my gosh uh all right last question is for kojo you are packing for a trip to italy you will lead a five-day wine tour what are you sipping while you pack and what song are you playing so obviously Afro beats of some kind, Wizkid, mm-hmm. and that's a song that uh, Jara, I think Jara was, I think it was with Wizkid, uh, the one that Lupita was dancing to. I saw that video too. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> I saw that video too. But, you know, I have my, yeah. Um, so definitely Afro beats of some kind. Um, I like, um, yeah. Afro beats, uh, and then what? What am I? Um, what am I drinking? Um, I'm probably drinking one of my wines, but I get kind of so these days when I did the presentation for the Italian, I get a lot of free samples, mm. and it's always fun to taste them and get give give feedback. Um, right now, I'm tasting uh, on IG on Friday um, with. Uh, one of the seven generation, I think, of Marchese di Barolo. Um, it's a beautiful wine, beautiful wine. Um, I'm drink, I'm tasting the Barbaresco and the Barbera and the and the Barolo with them. So I get the pleasure of tasting like very fine wines these days, and likely I'll be drinking one of those um, uh, samples that get shipped to me uh, to include on my wine club list. Nice. I love it. I love it. Yep. So Kojo, this was 
this has to be one of my favorite interviews. This is great. Thank yeah. You, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Tell I'm everybody. Good. Yeah. Tell everybody where they can follow you. So you can find me uh, on Instagram uh, at, at, um, at Wine Kojo, Wine, K-O-D-J-O. And uh, uh, you see uh, my love for, for wine and increasingly uh, African art as I collect uh, uh, a lot of African art. So um, yeah, just chat me, follow me, ask me questions. Let's just chat. Let's nice. Yeah. And what time are you, are you going, you said, are you going live on Friday? When you I'm say Sabarolo? Friday, yes, I'm going live on Friday at noon, noon GMT, or 1 p.m. GMT, which is going to be too early for you guys. Uh, but you can catch it on my IG. Okay. Um, but uh, it's, you know, when I get opportunity to do these, it's, it's just great. It's usually like 10 minutes, but it's usually fun. And I try to make it very fun. It would be good to, uh, a lot of people end up watching it later and they, they enjoy it. So Catch you later if you, if you can. That's great. Yeah. Well, thanks again. Girls, anything else you want to share before we go? That is Leslie, true. you got anything coming up? Oh, we have Wine Wednesdays. And, um, oh, this is not me sponsoring this, but um, the Urban Connoisseur, uh, Marsha Jones, is having her first uh, international wine summit. And she's featuring all uh, African-American winemakers this weekend. So if anybody is interested in, yeah. And she's also, if you're interested in getting the wines too, I don't think it's too late for you to uh, get the wines. You can sip along with her, but she has a really diverse panel over Friday, Saturday, and then she has a Sunday brunch. And because it's, she's on the West coast, it's in the afternoon for us. So if you got stuff to do on the weekend, you can sip along in the evening and still not miss anything. Nice. That's awesome. And where is this? Is this on her website or just look up International Wine Summit? Look on her website under the Urban Connoisseur. Thank you. Awesome. Well, Tanisha, anything? Wine School Dropout Drop. High School Dropout dropped Friday. First episode came out. Uh, we interviewed the guys from Beer and Ale's Row, Patrick and William. It's a fascinating interview. They talked about how they came up with the idea and then developed a business in another country, country being France. They have champagne and cognac brand. And they also want to have hotels and water and make it a full lifestyle thing. So it's interesting. Wow. They, were, they were really good. Yeah, so. Check it out. They, they, you said hotels and water. They're doing a like bottled water. I mean, mm-hmm. they want to do bottled water. Wow. Yeah. Add that to their list. Because champagne and cognac was not enough. So they're like, yeah, I'm just going to do water and hotels. Yeah, add that on. I was like, okay. Oh, okay. My, my. Well, that is our show, ladies and gentlemen. Um, thank you all for joining us. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for joining the Swirl Suite today, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Let us know what you think. You can tweet us, hit us up on Instagram, send us a DM, or send us an email at swirlsuite at gmail.com. Enjoy the rest of your week. Cheers. <laughs>